Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi there, everyone. Justin Harvey of The Justin Harvey Show. My show is internationally known for my work with some of the greatest grandmasters of all time, such as Don the Dragon Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Master Eric Lee, and several others. Well, I would love to introduce to you the newest edition of The Justin Harvey Show, my official co-host, 9th Degree Black Belt, Michelle Manu. Hello, hello, this is Michelle Manu, and I am excited to be the new co-host of the Justin Harvey Show. Justin and I share a passion for martial arts as I am a ninth degree black belt in the ancient dislocation form of the Kahibalu Hawaiian Lua. The Justin Harvey Show has received national recognition, and it continues now into 2015. This year, Justin will be inducted into the 2015 USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame and will also appear on the Masters Hall of Fame World News Television Show. Everyone knows that the Justin Harvey Show delivers top-notch interviews and is an important podcast in the world of martial arts. The Justin Harvey Show was voted the number one podcast in 2014 and is now working towards broadcasting with iHeartRadio. There is no other like Justin. So tune in as this master podcaster continues to bring you the stars of the martial arts world as I sit co-pilot. Let's get this party started. Welcome. It's time for the hottest internationally known podcast that is endorsed by some of the biggest names in the world of martial arts and entertainment. The Justin Harvey Show has interviewed some of the biggest stars from movies like Blood Fist, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This show provides some of the best sound quality and interviews on the web. So sit back and enjoy. You won't be disappointed. So without further ado, here is your 2015 Hall of Famer and host, Justin Harvey. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Justin Harvey Show. Tonight, we were supposed to have our DJ, guest DJ winners, but unfortunately, um, Master Todd Summers, due to illness, he is not able to attend, and I don't know where our other guest DJ will be, but we tried. Now, let me bring back my beautiful co-host, the tiger herself, Michelle Manu. <laughs> I always laugh when you introduce me like that. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it may be while you're listening to this show. Thank you for joining us on the Justin Harvey Show, and I have to get my growling. Roar! <laughs> well, that was great, Michelle. You should like you should like totally do that like every time. That should be like <laughs> that should be like your calling card, you know. Well, I can uh, definitely arrange that. Um, and, well, fortunately, I have my voice, which I have to say I feel sorry for Master Todd Summers, who was teaching a class, was um, instructing some uh, students on their katas, and 
just completely, his voice just completely faded out. It was the weirdest thing for him. And he's been having sinus issues like a lot of people out there throughout the nation and just, you know, little colds going on. And some people actually have the flu. I'm lucky it's not in my area. But um, mm-hmm. he is just so bummed he couldn't join us today, Justin. Oh, absolutely, because a lot of people probably know and some may not, but he is a uh, he is a close personal friend of um, of myself and and uh, he he and the show say, yeah the show as well because he's he's a big fan of the show believe it or not because uh, he helped me get um, Superfoot Bill Wallace on the show last year. Oh, awesome! So that's a great connection. Oh, oh yeah, and um, he's actually working to try to get me um, Michael J. White on the show. Oh, so, wonderful! So yeah, I've, I've I've got a lot of support from Master Summers, but I understand Michelle that um, Master Summers has um, something that um, he wants you to read an announcement of some sort. Yes, and he also, um, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit more about this on the air, Justin, so that our listeners know exactly what's happening here. This is very exciting for you personally and will definitely impact the show because the happier Justin is, the happier the show will be. So I want to go ahead and read this message that comes from Master Summers, and this is what he sent to me. I regretfully cannot be on the show tonight. I have lost my voice. I can't even make a squeak right now. I want to say hi to Don the Dragon Wilson and the other co-host winner. He's referring to your friend um, that mm-hmm. was the guest co-host. And the lovely co-host, Michelle. That would be me. <laughs> Thank you, Master Summers. Um, he says, I want to let everyone know I have taken on Justin Harvey as a student, and I will be traveling to West Virginia often to train him in Hapkido. Justin is a very driven and dedicated individual, and I look forward to teaching him in the very near future. Have a great, great show. Many blessings to all on the show and all who are listening tonight. Thanks, Master Todd Summers. So that was Master Summers' message to all of us. And, Justin, how exciting is this? It is awesome. I can start my training again and maybe get my black belt. How cool would that be, you know? Wow. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's something to look forward to, and you're on the same path that all of us were on at some point in our training or are still on. And what a great teacher to have. Master Summers is so highly regarded, um, has a long-standing, wonderful reputation of being integrous and honest and knowing his stuff. And I can't think of a better instructor to teach you, Justin. So congratulations. Yay. (laughs) So exciting. So I don't know what it's going to look like. You know, further messages between Master Summers and I says that, you know, your first training will actually be in Indianapolis in April. And, um, and then from there, he's going to travel to you every two to three months and spend a weekend with you. So that is some amazing one-on-one private lesson time to have with Master Summers. And you're just going to absorb so much. I mean, are there any goals that you have in your training I mean, other than just soaking it all in like a dry sponge? Is there well, anything that you'd like to master? Well, one one thing that I would like to try to do again is um, 
I'm sure I sent you the video when I tried my first board break. Yeah. And even though even though I broke the board, I wasn't very happy with my first attempt. So I would like to try a second attempt to do a better job. Oh, okay, great. So. Good. Well, that's good. I'm sure Master Summers will put that on, on his list. So, um, you know, maybe it's just release of power, whether it's a board, someone's face, something else. You know, you're going to learn how to break. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, because – and this is going to be great because – because like I, like I said, and, you know, I had, my best friend actually told me last night, he says, I have a feeling that you're going to be doing movies here soon. And I, I, I feel I feel that that's coming. And this would be perfect because I'm, I'm going to be kicking ass in these movies. So it's going to help me, you know, from a martial arts perspective, what to do, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah, no, very good. You know, honing your skills and... Release of power, very important. Because mm-hmm. the chi is your source power, and a lot of people forget that. You know, they think it's all about brute strength. Strength is good, but in the end, you just got to learn to harness your energy and use it. Absolutely. The way of the warrior. <laughs> A- absolutely. So, and, uh, you know, who knows? I may end up fighting in the cage one day, and you you said that you wanted to commentate, so... Oh, my gosh. I actually don't know. I'm conflicted. Can they let me be on the mic while I'm in your corner? <laughs> How would that work? Because I need a jacket that says Justin Harvey on it, and, you know, um, move all the ring girls. They're going to get all over you, and they need to stay away from you and keep you focused on your fight. Uh, they can, they can uh, raid you later after you're done, but... I wouldn't want to be live on on the ringside. I'd actually want to be in your corner. So well, tough, tough decision. <laughs> that that fight would go out to you, Michelle. Actually. Aww. Oh, thank you, Justin. Because you're just the bomb. That's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tiger bomb. Huh? So now I'm like actually that ointment that you put on after you work out too much. That helps your muscles. <laughs> It, 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 exactly. <laughs> you said exactly. bomb, but I said bomb. <laughs> oh my gosh! Coming up with nicknames for me already. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And who, who knows? I might get strong enough. Van Dam himself, the muscles from Brussels, might want to work with me or something. You, you never, never know. know. You know, and that's the thing about setting our goals. You know, if, if we, like I said before on a previous broadcast, you know, we, we sell ourselves short of the potential that we have and the, the proactive choice of creating our existence. You know, if, you know, if the listeners would just close their eyes and think if there was one thing or maybe you'll come up with more, but say just one thing that if you could wave a magic wand would actually come true. And what is it? Maybe set your goals that high and work towards it. that's like ladies and gentlemen Michelle herself told me she says you know you need to give yourself more credit stop putting yourself down because sometimes I feel like you want to come across the computer and like slap me or something sometimes absolutely I need a slapping sound like that Something like that. It's true, though. I mean, I know you get overwhelmed because, truthfully, you have your hands in so much. And sometimes you lose sight of how much you're really doing. 
Yeah. And, uh, I think the audience knows that you're just, you know, you don't give up. You don't, you barely rest, Justin. So, no, you're doing great things. And don't sell yourself short. Yeah, just just don't ask just don't ask me to enter myself back in the dating world. Jeez, that's that's a war in itself. I'd rather go to wo- World War Two and fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you just need to get out of your surroundings a bit and maybe find someone for you. You know, a change of scenery, and that might happen in Indianapolis. You never know who's going to be there to see you and or who you're going to meet and strike up a conversation with. So, just stay open. Well, true, but I'll say this. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Rob Davidson. <laughs> well, I really do want a T-shirt with that on it. Maybe even tank top. That would be great. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, eventually, eventually, if I can get into iHeartRadio, like we've been working on, I'll be able to do sound effects and all kinds of stuff. Hmm, that would be fun. So, because what's funny... What's funny, Michelle, is, um, you know, Ernie Ray has seen you, right? Like, when, whenever, whenever he was recording my promo, he said, he said, you know, okay a lot, which is fine, which actually gave me the funny idea that I took to a friend of mine. I actually, I never released it, but just for fun, he actually made me an Ernie Reyes Senior okay mix. And it is hilarious. Wonderful. You know, so I like to have a little bit of fun every now and then, so. Well, you should, and that's what it's about. I'm going to actually have some fun this Saturday as a a commentator ringside live at the Archangel Worldwide MMA. There's going to be a championship fight, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, Yeah, it's, it's just going to be pretty good. We actually have some slots open for some fighters, amateur fighters, if, if, you know, anyone knows of anyone in the uh, San Diego, Orange County, well, Southern California area. And maybe I can go ahead and post that on um, the Justin Harvey Facebook page. Oh, I, absolutely, Michelle. And if I was there, I'd fight. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> I knew it. That I would definitely commentate for. But like I said, I would need a Justin Harvey shirt. And uh, I actually want a cape. Can I have a cape? <laughs> Honey, you can have anything you want. No. You can have Good. you can have anything you want, hon, because that's how much I love and respect you. Oh, so. thank you. And anybody else says otherwise, they'll have to deal with me. <laughs> okay, I just posted it on uh, the Justin Harvey Facebook page, and mm-hmm. it uh, does have the um, weight classes that are available. So. Mhm. Mhm. There we go. So it's up now. All right. And unfortunately, we had, um, you know, that giveaway for two um, tickets to this specific event on Saturday, and no one did win them. So if our audience uh, is still looking to, um, you know, attend this event and would like two free tickets, you know, please visit the Justin Harvey Facebook page and try to get a shot. And, and take them, yeah, and take yeah. them, you know. There's two tickets available. Yeah, I wouldn't miss it if I could, you know, if I could physically travel and go, I would, Michelle, I'd be right there with you. No, oh, I know. It's, it would be wonderful. In the I, future. I, so what? 
in the future, definitely. Oh, oh, oh yeah, because we, we talked about the future. And like, like I said, I would love for us to do, like, live location stuff a lot of the times, too. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and like we talked before we got on the air, I'm actually looking for uh, to be able to travel as well with the uh, Masters Hall of Fame World News, like you're looking to travel with the Justin Harvey Show. So we're going to, you know, there's too many opportunities while we're on the road uh, yeah. to not be able to do that, film or record remotely. It just has to happen. Not everyone can make it to us. So, yeah, definitely something we both need to do before April comes. Yeah, and it it's like I want to say this, Michelle. It's like if I can do if I can do a show like this and turn it in international with all the health issues and obstacles that I go through, there is no excuse for anyone else not to do what they want to do. And there you go. See, you're utilizing your magic wand. They are not. Because mm-hmm. I mean. That's- it it would be so easy for me just to sit down and quit, you know, and say, you know, I'm not going to do that or or this or that. But I keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. So. Yep, so. and that's the way it has to be. That's what life's about. Or you just stay home and watch TV all the time. So it's, <laughs> it's, up, it's up to the listener. It's up to everyone else. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's like our path in life, um, chooses us, but we can choose how to perceive that. Definitely. I agree. So. Yep. So what are some other things? I know we needed that we were going to have our two best co-hosts, but um, is there anything else that, you know, that's been burning you that you wanted to get on air, Justin? Oh, absolutely. Well, I, as you know, um, I talked to Tony Luke Jr., um yesterday was it was it day it was day before yesterday i believe um and uh he will be joining us for a remembrance show that is going to be uh dedicated to um my brother because that's the same day that i lost my brother yes it is and that is going to be on the 30th right justin yes it is yes and it's not going to be your typical interview, Michelle, and I apologize for that. It's it's more going to be like someone coming to my show and actually, you know, us kind of talking and so you can get to know Tony. So it's not going to be like your typical, you know, like your typical interview. Oh, okay. No, that's totally fine. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought it would be great for the world news because Tony was like my very first celebrity type interview so well that's great yeah i definitely will get more information on tour i only know half of it so uh unless i'm just along for the ride and you two are going to be mostly primarily talking during the you know the time we're together mm-hmm. so yeah, whatever works i'm i'm looking forward to our time with tony on the 30th yeah, so I, I do apologize that it's not going to be the format that you're used to, but I just thought it would be cool to, you know, have a relaxed day with Tony and kind of kind of reminisce with Tony. And, you know, that way it'll kind of give you a feel of, you know, what went on and how things transpired because 
Because in a way, like when I had Tony on the show, to me that gave me an indication that I could even go even further, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you're trying new things this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... And because after after I finished with Tony, I I had um I had Stan Bush on the show, and then I did my you know my kickboxer project, which I'm very proud of because you see a lot of interviews, but you don't see a lot of um, interviews that uh, or a lot of people that have interviewed almost the entire cast of kickboxer. Yeah, no, it's very true. They usually get one here or there, but not all of them. So yeah, I mean, cool. yeah, mm-hmm. with one exception, I've not had uh, Dennis Alexio, and I've not had John Claude Van Damme. So, well, that's so. okay. You know, the majority of the cast is just so many. So, yeah, and and what makes this story even sweeter? And I'm even going to talk about this on the world news. Not only have I interviewed these individuals, but they've accepted me as a friend in their circle. No, definitely. That happens, you know. I think, um, you know, in this industry, entertainment, whether it be film, movies, TV, um, radio, you know, there are a lot of people out there that aren't integrists. And I think when they finally meet someone, especially if we're asking to interview them, they don't know if we're going to make them look um, ridiculous, uh, you know, whether it's on, on camera or on the radio. And so when we don't and we're actually supportive of them and what they've done and what they are going to do, then, of course, they, they kind of get endeared and they want to be friends and stay in contact. Mm-hmm. That, that's like uh, one of my big goals this year, which it may not happen, is, and here's something that I'm sure people have thought of but never even attempted, I would like to take one show where I do a kickboxer reunion show where I can get David Worth, Michelle Kesey, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, get them all together on one show. Oh, that'd be great. So, I mean, I've got I've got big plans, you know, and uh mm-hmm. but really, I'm like I've said time and time again, Michelle, I'm most excited about being on your television show. Well, you know, it's just going to be a really great time together. And like we were talking about filming and and recording remotely, there are going to be a lot of people that I would like to have maybe just 15 minutes with um, the night of the inductions. Um, Maybe prop myself up, you know, outside of of the actual banquet room and have 15 minutes with different people um, so that I can have a little mini show. much different than what we're going to do with you. We're, hopefully I'll have a good couple hours with you, Justin, and there will mm-hmm. most likely be maybe four episodes, maybe even more, um, to you and your life and what you have to share. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Me, me too, Michelle. And I've, speaking of the Hall of Fame, when I get there, I have a, uh, I have a surprise for you uh, when you get there. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you know what, Justin, as long as it's not like a human-sized teddy bear <laughs> that I have to buy an airplane ticket for, I am grateful. <laughs> no, actually, I'll tell you what it is, and it might even shock you. Um, I told my friends on the phone the other night, I said, 
He said, I'm, you know, I said, I'm really excited about meeting Michelle. I said, when I meet her, I said, I may need to um, hold on to you for a second, but I said, I want to physically stand up and give her a hug and say thank you. Oh, wow, Justin. How touching. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I would love that. So, so don't don't cry on the show, but if you do... I am trying okay. not to. I'm not even a crier. Look what you do to me. This is ridiculous. You're ruining my reputation. <laughs> oh. Ay, ay, ay. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, because... See, because the thing is, Michelle, you see me for me. You don't see a disability. Oh, my God. No, there's no. Are you kidding? You're well beyond disability. Uh-uh. No. You're more high-functioning and sharper intellectually and emotionally intelligent than some people that have use of every function in their body. So, no, you're nowhere near disabled, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's not a huge gift, but, you know, it's it's something because I'm very grateful for you. So well, I'm grateful to you. Well, okay. I'll do I'll do it before I consume any alcoholic beverages. Just to <laughs> is that a promise? Yes, we don't need yeah. you falling over. Although I'd probably catch you in my dress. I wouldn't even mind. Well, I'll make sure that I'm sober before. I'm I'm just saying because. I know the first thing I'm going to do, like, as soon as I hit the door, I'm probably going to either text you or call you be like, I'm here. Uh-huh. Well, probably all these staying at the same place, even though I have friends, like, 45 minutes away. I mean, all of the – I just know I'm going to be there. All the details will work themselves out as time passes. But hopefully mm-hmm. everything will be finalized, and you'll know about my travel. I'll know about your travel and when we're filming and what will happen that weekend in like, you know, the beginning of March. So mm-hmm. that'll be good. Mm-hmm. And I'm already working on plans to actually be there with you for the private screening of uh, the Ultimate Throwdown. Oh, excellent. I mean, when will that be? Because we're not starting to film until the spring. So I, I'm not sure when it is, but I'm already planning to be there. Oh, I'm already wonderful. making preparations. Because you're my partner. i got to support my partner. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, Rob Davidson will be my partner in the movie. His name is uh, Cooper. So we joke all the time. I call him Cooper. He calls me Kealoha, and it's, you know, pretty funny. He gives me orders, and I said, we're not filming right now, so you can't give me orders yet. <laughs> well, like I said, if he kills you off, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. I I got my good buddy Tom Poe on speed dial, if need be. <laughs> oh, how funny! That's a good guy to have on speed dial. Um, yeah, that that's why I come up with a um an anti-bullying commercial that I would love to act in. Like this kid gets picked on, and then he um he says, "Okay, I don't want to fight you," and the the boy um says, "Okay, you can pick any fighter you want," and then. I get on my cell phone and be like, yeah, Michelle, uh, looks like you're going to have to fight again. And uh, then you see Tom Poe walk in, and then it says something, 
don't bully or you'll have to deal with compo or something something like that. I love it. Sorry. Sounds good to me. Yeah, because bullying is a bad thing that's going on these days. A very bad thing. That's true. So. And I think that, you know, saying that, uh, I did go, and the listeners know, I was able to attend the martial arts kid. And you know what? I think what surprised me about the movie, which was well done, especially filmed in 14 days, is that they left out the element of cyberbullying, which is a huge issue these days. So I think, uh, I know the movie isn't completely final, and if they were smart, it would be really great to put in some element of, you know, cyberbullying in the movie. And not just physical bullying. Yeah, that, that's that's a very good point, Michelle. That's a very good point. Actually, I have an interesting question for you. If they ever did, if they ever did a movie on my life, who would you want to play you, Michelle? Oh, yikes! I have no idea. You know what? Everyone says that I'm similar to Mariah Carey, but I don't think she'll play the role of, of me. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not sure. That's a very good question. I mean, you know, there's mixtures out there that look like me, um, but I really don't know, and I'm not saying this arrogantly at all, I really don't know of another woman like me that is feminine but also very feisty and can fight. So um can be pretty funny but also is very serious. And uh, I don't know. That's a good question. You might, you would have to probably play yourself then, you know. Oh, um, fine. That's no problem for me. That would be a fun role to play, just be myself. Oh, oh yeah, de- definitely. And uh, I I did, you know, me and Mom was sitting there thinking of cast members and, and stuff. I would want Tony to actually play the role of my father because oh, they have some sim- similar characteristics. And then uh, Susan Sarandon would play my mom. I think excellent. She be, I think that would be perfect for mom. So yeah, Susan's great. That's perfect. So, but but you ne- you never know, you know. So, so true. Well, you know, you might want to talk to Rob about writing the screenplay. Are you serious? Yeah, you should. You should talk to Rob and see if he's interested in writing the screenplay. You need to have this stuff ready. There's that saying, you know, you'll never get the promotion if they, if they don't see your name on the door, you know. But you have to visualize your name on the door before they do. You have to act as if this is what is already happening. And then it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well the thing is, Michelle, I think, I think my story would be a good film because even yourself have said, you know, I have pulled off some amazing things. So... Well, you have, but that's what the audience knows. I think what they don't know is some of these very core-shaking incidents that you have endured that are private. Mm-hmm. And if they knew some of the things that you have endured and mm-hmm. also lifted yourself out of, then, I mean, there's they would be even more enamored with you and the things that you're able to accomplish. It's not been unicorns, glitter, and gummy bears this whole time, you know. I mean, you've had some really hard times, Justin. Some true, true darkness. Very you true. Know? Yeah, because cause me, me and you have talked privately, and I've really opened up to you, you know. And, 
Michelle will tell you, folks, um, you know, you, she knows I'm strong, but they don't realize how strong I really am. No, it's true. And that's because of uh, the private nature of some of the things that you have endured. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I... I I tell you what, I would be open to talk to someone if, you know, Michelle, if they're interested in doing uh, some sort of screenplay or some sort of, you know, short story, you know. I just want to make sure that it's told the right way. Well, of course, and you would have complete control over what what is presented and how it's presented. So maybe start to gather, you know, some of your thoughts and... Mm -hmm. um, let me take a look at it, and then I can talk to a couple friends and see what they think. Well, I tell you what might be easier for me, Michelle, because it's not easy for me to write stuff down, but, like, maybe if me and you talk together, um, maybe you could help me write something or at least give them a good, you know, draft of, you know, my life, and maybe it could be turned into something great. Yes, I agree. Sounds good. Well, good. See, I mean, we just birthed this on the, on today's show, so who knew this was going to come up today, huh, Justin? <laughs> and, and this wasn't even planned. You know? No, no. But, There's but, a lot of these moments. I don't think the audience understands that we just – it's just like when Justin and I get together, there's this, this creative wind that happens, you know, and, and this is the sort of thing that we talk about and do it. It's the weirdest thing in the world, but it's awesome. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we we've got real we've got real chemistry. We re, we really do. And, and and like I said, Michelle, like you have been telling me, you said my story needs told. Well, maybe maybe it's time to start pushing and pushing and pushing because I I do have a lot of friends in the industry now. You know. No. Oh, yes, you do. And they have friends, and they have friends, and it just kind of takes a life of its own. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, because the way the way I feel about it, if they can make a film about Jodi Arias, and you know what she pulled and stuff, they can yeah. make a film, an honest, good film about me. You know, well, definitely, and it's a feel feel good film. You know, and mm-hmm. it's not over. So. You're you're still going strong, so it's a, it would be a really great film out there. Mm-hmm. But I I got to mention that um the you know the the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame would have to play a big part or at least something in there about that, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think all the people that have made a difference and all the organizations that have made a difference in your life would definitely be mentioned. How could they not? It's yeah. all part of your story. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just, you know, like I said, I would even open the doors to, like, you know, some of the pain that I've expressed to you just to tell my story. I just want to get it out there. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and people would be like, holy crap, how is he even still here? I know. You know? I know. <laughs> it's true. And, and, you know, and maybe we could even get some some of my great guests to actually play themselves, have like a radio spot where they're actually acting like they're on the phone or something. Wouldn't that be yeah. great? 
Yes, this is something we're definitely going to have to work on, Michelle. I mean, this wasn't planned, but but like you said, you told me the other day, and it stuck in my head. You said, now is your time. It's true, Justin. So, time for you to seize it. That is it's your time. And I'm, I'm glad that you beat that in my head because, <laughs> you know. Well, don't many, tell people yeah. that I'm beating you now. That's not fair. Well, well, on the standpoint, I like to be beaten by a female, but but she's not been beating me. She's she's more like been she's been encouraging me. You know, she's like, now now is your time. You choose what you do with it, and it really it really stuck in my head. So so you're like my Yoda, dear. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, so you funny. you give me that extra push that I need. So, and I thank you well, for that. Well, gosh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for listening not getting offended. So, it's nice when people listen. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now can, you, can you find me a decent woman? <laughs> you know what? Give me some time. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> Because one one thing about it, Michelle, one thing one thing about it, I'm a good guy. I just I don't I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's wrong time or wrong person or wrong situation. You know, I would love to hear your perspective on this. Get a woman's perspective. Well, you know, I think it just has to do with timing too. You know, you're focusing on your stuff. And um, in time, I think she'll reveal herself. You know, it's interesting when you think back about, you know, I think about myself, like a guy that I would have been attracted to even two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, they all would have been different types of personalities that would have kept my interest or I would have been interested in because of where I was in my life mm-hmm. and because of who I was and also because of all my responsibilities at the time. Who had time to really date, you know, you and then there's other people that just want to, you know, they want to be married and have kids by the time they're 35, and it's just like that's not mm-hmm. doable, you know. It's not yeah. – it's the timing has to be right with both people. And it's not that they don't want the same thing. Maybe they just don't want the same thing right now. So, you know, you meet Mrs. Wright all the time. You may meet her, but it's just not the right time. She's Mrs. Yeah. Wright, but it's not the right time. So, um, you know, it's just about where we are in life. And, you know, someone that I – dated two years ago wouldn't even be attracted to me right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we uh, continue in relationships or even just date, not even relationships, learn what we like and dislike, you know, in in a possible boyfriend or girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, we learn the traits that are acceptable to us. You know, someone may be okay with someone that um, mm-hmm. does heavy drugs every day, <clears throat> but yet mm-hmm. is still able to keep a job, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. seems to pay all their bills, keep the tidy house, all the things that, you know, for normal outward appearance seem to be like a good person. But for some people I know they just, that's, all of that is great, but the hard drug usage. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's some people are okay with it, some people aren't. So it's, you know, it's up to what's acceptable to each one of us. So it, she's it, coming it, back yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, I won't say that it's a matter of time, but, you know, it, it's got to be getting close. It, it it really does. 
it's got to be yeah. So, because like I said, I'm I'm not a bad guy. Sometimes I'm misunderstood, but you know I'm not a bad guy, and you know people have hey, this, even bad guys. Justin have girlfriends, so it's not even about being a good guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was going to be my next point. It's like what's hard for me is like a lot of these girls are attracted to the bad guys, and I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, you're totally missing out. And I'm like, I'm like totally a good guy. And, and and these days, I'm like a rarity. So Yeah, yeah. There's, But, you know, <clears throat> women look for the wrong things because of what the films say they should be looking for and music and, you know, they need to follow their hearts. And uh, sometimes they don't do that. No. And... Uh, you know, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that you've never dated someone that practiced martial arts. Neither have I. I've never yeah. dated someone that practiced martial martial arts. Although I've always said it would be pretty cool to date someone that does martial arts. Well, definitely, I think it would be cool. It's just not the right time for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's yeah. interest out there, but yeah. I don't. You know. Yeah. It's 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 funny how the uh, the universe works. So, you know, and uh, I would even I would even as far as you know go on a blind date. You know, if I had to, you know. Well, yeah, definitely. So, but you know, she has to meet your standards, Michelle, because I trust. <laughs> well. You don't want to scare her off immediately. You know, I trust you, Justin, to um, see if you like her, and then mm-hmm. from there I can talk with her. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I tell you right now, Michelle, she has to make the first move. That way I don't make an ass of myself. So. Okay. I'll remember that, unless I fair, find someone for you. Fair enough, right? Because believe it or not, I can have my moments when I'm shy sometimes. It may not seem like I believe it. it. I could see but, that. But I, I have my moments. So. so. Well, this is cool. We get to talk a little bit about everything, relationships, martial arts, yes. everything. And you can't get this anywhere else. So. Yeah, we're we're turning into our own variety show, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, because I think that this is important because, like, it kind of gives the listeners a little bit of my struggles, and not just on a martial arts basis. Mhm. So, because you you know, I see, I see. It. Everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of the times we'll see on Facebook, I'll see, oh, I'm complaining because my my wife is not happy or, or my girlfriend did this or she doesn't want to spend time with me. And I'm like thinking in the back of my head, I'm like thinking, well, at the end of the day, you have someone coming home to you, so I don't see why you're complaining. Uh-huh. People lose sight of uh, focusing on what they feel is lacking instead of being grateful for what is there. And uh, that's how we get into this I'm unhappy, I'm bored sort of mode instead of being grateful. Um, 
and having that open communication with the person that we're with, whether we're married or dating, that, you know, something bothers us or we want a little more of something else, to be able to communicate like adults instead of expecting the other person to, um, you know, to uh, just go ahead and give you whatever you want. You know, mm-hmm. we're expected to, you know, to read. They're not mind readers. I'm not a mind reader. I don't want to have to use a decoder when I'm talking to someone that I'm dating. You know, what I say is what I mean, and and that's it. You know, you can either take me seriously or it's just if we don't even have that basic line of communication um, mm-hmm. and lack of respect, um, if you're not listening, then, yeah, it's never going to work. There's no counseling needed. There's no more further discussions, and unfortunately, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. That that's like with me. I'm I'm always honest up front. I'm like, yes, I'm disabled, and yes, I have some physical problems, and I have to be help taken care of. You can either accept that or or not, you know. But I'm always I'm always honest about who I am. So right, yeah, we so. have to be, you know, even if the other person isn't. It's our mm-hmm. responsibility. Mhm. Exactly. It's like I said, the dating world for me is a freaking blood sport. But eventually, <laughs> eventually, I hope to say, "Shit, I don't know," and went on top. So, you know, because I would appreciate the little things, Michelle. Just just having someone, you know, come home and 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 cook me dinner, and we talk. And have a candlelight dinner and just just enjoy ourselves, you know, the little things. The little things that people nowadays take for granted, you know. But, it's true. Very true. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm like I like I written to you in a message, I'm a very uh at times I'm a very deep soul. Yes, I can see that. Yes, I so, can see it. So I I try to be romantic at times, and sometimes it blows up in my face, but it's the <laughs> thought that counts. Yeah. 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 So, now you watch, I'll get a hundred calls of people wanting to date me now, or something, I'll be like, no, I'm not really advertising, but, you know. Well, what do you think this is? Just go through them and see how they are, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say this, Michelle. If you don't, if you don't find somebody in like ten or twenty years, I might decide to try to sweep you off your feet. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. I just, uh, I don't know. The whole dating thing is. I'm positive, and I have some good experiences. I've had some really bad experiences too, and it's just, it's individual based on each person. So oh. I don't know if I'm looking to ever get married again. Well, I'm not talking about marriage here, dear. Uh-huh. Although, um, if I ever get married, I'm going to have my buddy Tom Poe dress as Tom Poe and be the, um, be the preacher. That'd be funny. Well, I already told you I want to be a groomswoman, so that's already oh, that'd on. Be, yeah, that'd be cool. Definitely. <laughs> I want to be on the side of the grooms. I have my little skirt on with my... My cummerbund <laughs> and my tuxedo <laughs> jacket and my bow tie. It's going to be all good. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. So, but, you know, one, one step at a time because I 
I actually had a plan in my head. I was like, okay, I'll I'll forget about dating for now. Just be be more successful in what you're doing, and maybe the rest will fall into place. Oh, and it sure does. I think the more we focus on ourselves, which is so opposite of what we, we, we've been taught, you know, focus on making your exterior, your surroundings perfect, and then you'll get what you want. But I think when you turn inward, then your outward surroundings tend to take a good representation of what's going on inside of you. So it kind of takes care of itself. And then before you know it, you start attracting uh, better people into your life, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm I'm bad for hiding from people, and I I gotta quit that, you know, I really do. Well, I mean, it's like something I wrote in an email to one of the producers today. You know, it's you deal with people all the time, and uh, it's sometimes you just remove yourself and you say hide, but you're not really hiding. I think you're more deflecting. It's like mm-hmm. similar to meeting like an idiot punch by absorbing it instead of redirecting it. And um, I think you redirect some of these things that come your way, and that's very wise. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants to stop a punch with their face or stop a punch with their hands? No, or you're going to redirect it and set them up um, or just get away. And, I mean, that's the analogy for dealing with other people in situations sometimes. We just don't feel like it. It's okay to redirect. You don't have to react to everything. Some people aren't worth a reaction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, I told I told Michelle, I said, I said, if I feel uncomfortable at the um, at the Hall of Fame, I said I'm gonna hide. And she said, she said, you will not hide from me. I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so true. I did say that. You have a great memory. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a guy that actually listens, you know, and and takes stuff in. That's another rarity, you know, that you don't find these days. Well, Justin, you can't say that you're not, you know, we're talking about your dating now for the last 10 or so minutes, and you can't say that if people start, you know, ladies start contacting you that you're just not going to reply. You have to, you know, because otherwise you want a relationship, but then you're not giving anyone a chance. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I got some habits that I got to quit. It's like, you know, because I've noticed, like, with me, like, sometimes I'll get close to somebody and I'll, like, push them away, you know? But I don't I don't mean to push them away. It's, no, I get it. I think I all do. of us get like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not alone. Wow, I feel I feel like we're the um, Dr. Ruth show now. <laughs> well, kind of. I hope it's useful to some uh, one of our audience uh, listeners. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. But anything else coming up, Justin, that you'd like to talk about? Oh, oh yeah. On that note, now that we're done with the dating thing. <laughs> yes, we're done with the dating. Um. I got an email from Paul, and he said that he's going to try and record something with me Friday or Saturday of this week. Oh, great. Good. Uh, Excellent. So he's just been basically busy trying to wrap things up with his new CD. I'm I'm just waiting for Paul to give me a call. So, boy, that's a tongue twister right there. 
Yes, yeah, it is, right? Seashells by the seashore, tongue twister. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, I have no idea what we've got next week, but I'm sure we'll have something. Yeah, they're all still tentative. Everyone seems to be very busy right now, so um, we don't have any confirmed times or uh, days right now, but I'm sure that will that will happen soon. Yeah, and it's like I want to say, TJ Storm, come join us, you know. Right, yeah. And uh, and then you said Lisa King? Yeah, I'm still waiting for Lisa King. There's a couple that I have to present to you as potential guests, but I'm still waiting on some information from them before I have that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I never just like to say, here, I want this person on the show, Justin, put them on the show. It's I want you to understand their background, why they might be a good guest, um, what my interaction has been with them thus far, and see, um, you know, if they might be a good match to be a guest. So. Yeah, because I'd be like, duh, tell me, tell me about yourself, and I wouldn't be very informed, you know. I, I always right. have a, yeah, I always have a battle plan. Um and that one individual that you told me about, Michelle, um, I would like to have him on the show, but I would like to know more about him before before we oh, make contact. Okay. That one individual sure. you told me about yesterday. I know. Yeah, sure. Actually, I haven't mentioned it to him yet. I just thought that um, it might be someone, because it's a mixture of martial arts and music, that it might be. And a different genre of music, so it might be something of interest. And, and another person we need to get in contact with too again is uh, Rupert Harvey, because uh, I true. I promised Moses after his interview we would work on getting Rupert on. Well, so. definitely make contact with. Uh, have you made contact with him, or do you want to talk with um, Silky Moses about that? Uh, I'm going to try to send uh, Rupert a message on Facebook, um, and maybe maybe I can maybe I can try to get him scheduled for like next week or something. So. Yeah, definitely, that'd be great. Because so, we do not other people, that would be wonderful. Yeah, because when I make a promise, I keep it. You know. So. Yeah, I got it. Uh, that's just. That's just how I roll. <laughs> but um, I uh, I didn't get to watch the whole whole thing yet. But um, from what I saw of your interview with um, and God, I hope I'm getting this right, Carl Van Meter. I really yes, enjoyed. Yes, Carl Van Meter. Yes. Yeah. He he said that he would do my show. So. No, I know. And I was thinking about maybe we could do that for the martial arts kid is have him, TJ Storm, and also Billy Smith on. They're all in the martial arts kid. Oh, that that would be that would be great, you know. And it'd also be great to get some promos from these guys, too. So, oh, okay, yeah, definitely. Because so, Michelle, when the martial arts kid comes out, I'm actually going to go to the movie theaters and take a picture buy the poster and send it to Dawn and Cynthia. Good. And post it, of course, on social media. That'd be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Got, to, got to do that for my friends. I know it's not much, but, you know, I, I think they would appreciate, you know, the thought, you know. 
And I still got to get... I still got to get James on, which I was going to have him on last week, but James has been ill. So. I believe it. I tried to hug him on last Wednesday, and he's like, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. <laughs> so I said, I don't care. Everyone I, around I, me is sick. I was tempted to tell him, I said, I know you're sick, but do you still want to do my show? I still respect the hell out of you. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> but. You know, um, and another thing I I would like to try to do is um, I would love to introduce you to uh, Ernie Reyes Sr. sometimes. So maybe I can, maybe I can, you know, work that out, you know. Yeah, sure. Cause, That'd be great. Yeah, so I mean, but we're, we're going to deal with Tony first because cause it's really going to help um, for the world news, so... I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone, you know, to to make the segment even better. So. Good. So, but, you know, it, it, it does kind of suck that none of our winners actually showed up for the show. Well, you know, I don't know where um, Chennington is, but I know that Master Summers, it was nice that he let us know in time. And I understand I've been there where, you know, where I've lost my voice. It's rare, <laughs> but I have lost my voice before. Uh, it was a long time ago. Um, but, yeah, it happens. You know, it wasn't – I mean, no, I know he was dying to be on the show, so it's not like it's purposeful. Um, yeah, and, and I wanted to say, Michelle – if I would have known that he lost his voice in time, I would have sent him one of those voice machines. Ah. <laughs> well, I don't know if that would have worked anyway because uh, he can't even breathe and make a sound. So that no, might no, no. not it, have worked. It's, it's actually, it's actually you, you type on it and it oh. actually speaks what you want to say. Because a uh-huh. lot of disabled people, a lot of disabled people use that. Yeah, I've seen that before. That's a really great device. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I bet you Master Summers is going to be laughing at this. So, you know, I'm always cracking jokes now. Well, you should. This is fun. And, but, you know, he's also learned a lot about your dating life. So I'm sure he's going to talk to you about that. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, I don't know what he meant by this. But um, he was telling me about the induction the other day, and he said, he said, when you get here, he says, I got some surprises in store for you. So Aww. I'm like, wonder if I'm going to be in a lot of pain or I doubt it, or you know, have to pull a master kid on him and be like bullshit, you know. <laughs> so. And I, I wonder if Master Ken is going to be there. No one has confirmed to me if Master Ken's going to be there. I don't know. I don't know if he is going to pres- be present. He might be since he's going to be part of the gathering. Or, sorry, not the gathering, but the uh, final throwdown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I, I, have a, I have a question that I wanted to surprise you with on the show tonight. Um, since you're a part of my team, Michelle... Do you, do you want to go up there with me when I do my little speech? If you'd like thing? me to, I'd be more than honored to. Yes. Yeah, because you're a part of the team now, so. 
But this is a Justin Harvey induction, not, you know, the Justin Harvey show. So, you know, if you want your time up there, Justin, that's fine. Well, it's up to you, hon, because you should be recognized because you've helped me a lot this year. You really have. You were nominated before I even came on the scene, so we'll talk about this uh, when April comes around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, dear. I just, you know, I just want my folks to know that, you know, Michelle is very much appreciated because you you have taken a big chip off of my shoulder this year, you know? Well, it's a lot to handle by yourself, you know? I mean, the guests and the scheduling and the questions and technology and the editing and promotion, it's a lot, Justin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it really is. Yeah. You've just done such a remarkable job. It's noted and recognized nationally, and you're being honored for it. It's just a, yeah, it's a lot of work. I'm glad to be able to help any way I can. I mean, you've you've been like an angel on on my shoulder. You really have, because you know, I I had a wonderful feeling about you, and it's just it's it's amazing. So, and and not only that, but you're like one of my best friends now too. Well, thank you. I you've shared a lot with me, and that goes to my grave. You know, and um, I'm here to support you personally, and on the show. Well, hell, who knows? Maybe in the afterlife we'll still we'll still be doing this. We'll still be hanging out. <laughs> we'll, we'll, um, we'll be interviewing, you know, martial artists that have passed on before us. Well, there you have it. Our first one should be Bruce Lee. Oh, oh yeah. Bruce Lee and then uh, David Carradine. David Carradine, right. Yeah, yeah. So... But I, I could totally, you know, I could totally see that. So, but I'm not going anywhere for a long time. Yeah, we'll just do our best to do our best here while we're here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and that's what, and that's what life is all about, you know. It's true. So, and. Uh, you know, I'm I'm honestly glad that we kind of slowed down a little bit this week, just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah last week was a little bit crazy, uh, actually a whole lot crazy. So it's nice to catch up on certain things, whether it's for the show, other projects, to be able to go to the grocery store or do laundry is very very nice. <laughs> oh, oh oh yeah yeah De- definitely and uh, you know I just I'm just for the first time in my life in a long time, I'm just, I'm extremely happy, you know, and I've not said that in years. Oh, that's excellent. Wonderful. So, and, uh, you got to come to West Virginia, Michelle, because there's a couple places that I want to uh, take you to and maybe take you take you to my old high school even. That'd be wonderful. I'd love to come. Mm-hmm. Well, you're more than you're more than welcome. So, well, thank you. I definitely want to do a series out there. Then I want to film my experience. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like 
it's like you said, I, I think my story should be a film and and I I hope that Rob would consider doing something with my life. I mean, I know I know it's not, you know, total martial arts but you know, and what he's not used to, but I wish, you know, somebody would, you know, hear my story and and at least tell it, you know. Right. Well, the story tells itself. You know, it's just that you're going to have to decide what you're comfortable with divulging and not divulging. You know, that's all up to you. And, you know, the writers, they can just go ahead and develop the story uh, based mm-hmm. on what you've told them. Well, I would be completely open because even even my darkness, you know, that's part of that's part of who I am, you know. Well, definitely, yeah. I'm, I may not like it, but... It's part of me. So. Yeah. So, and maybe that's something we got to work on this year. I mean, you know. Well, that'd be great. I think we should. So, anybody out there, any producer, director, you know, call me. <laughs> you know. So. That's like I have a great idea for a reality show. You want to hear about it, Michelle? Oh, sure. Shoot. Okay. Um, you know how they have like, you know, where these people do these certain things like, you know, the biggest loser, this or that. Well, I thought about taking taking a reality series where individuals such as yourself that's able-bodied uh let them live disabled for a week and give them a perspective on what it's like to live disabled. You know when, and I think it's the people that actually need to participate in this reality show would be the people that look down on people that are disabled. Yeah, exactly. Like, they wouldn't be able to, you know, do certain things with certain parts of their body or or certain activities or even... Even to stand, you know. Yeah, that's great. You have some really great ideas. Yeah, I just like I said, I don't know who to share my ideas with, but <laughs> I've, I've got a million of them, you know. Uh-huh. So, and Michelle, I don't know if I've asked you this, but uh, how did you get started with the world news? That's an interesting story. Well, you know, I was involved with the Masters Hall of Fame as the Vice President of Legal Affairs. And uh, and if the listeners don't know, I have uh, 20 years of um, legal experience with the federal government, small, medium, large, international law firms, and also in-house for corporations. And so this was my first nonprofit experience with the Masters Hall of Fame. And... um you know, I, I just look at our mission of exposing and celebrating uh, excellence in the martial arts community, and what I saw was just one event yearly. And now I understand it's a nonprofit, but it's not necessarily a nonprofit that has membership dues or, you know, receives a tremendous amount of donations, if at all. So really there is a limited, if none, um, zero capital to work with. And so how is a nonprofit able to uh, give back to the community uh, mm-hmm. and ha- hold certain events if there's no revenue to work with? Um, so 
you know, what ideally what I would like to see happen would be to go ahead and hold scholarships for young children, um, maybe colored belts, to provide them with some way that they can compete for, and I'm not talking fighting, maybe even just in their grades, but they were to get, um, you know, who got the highest grades or an overall balanced uh, mm-hmm. report card that the Masters Hall of Fame, through its associate, Association of Masters, which is the development of martial arts leaders, would be able to give that that young uh, colored belt uh, a month of tuition for his or her school. And so in order to try to come up with fundraising ideas beyond just our annual induction dinner and ceremony, mm-hmm. um, trying to find a way to get into the community and expose and and celebrate that excellence that is being done every day um, by regular people that aren't superstar producers or action stars, just regular people. And uh, so the idea was birthed while I was sitting with, who you know, Soke Rob Moses, we were having lunch, and I was discussing with him uh, the Masters Hall of Fame, which he's been part of for many years, and just talking about the organization and my role as VP of Legal Affairs and wanting to do something more. And I it just came, and I blurted it out to him, and he said, that is an amazing idea. I started, it's almost like it wrote itself um, as it was coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I said, I really want you to be my first guest. And I made a phone call to David Dye, who's the president of the Masters Hall of Fame and the editor. Uh, we also used his location, the Shuyukan uh, Martial Arts Center, for all of the filming to date. You know, that's not including what I'll be doing remotely. And uh, he said, I'm in. Talk to Dan Heck, you know, the CEO of uh, and the chairman of Masters Hall of Fame. I called Dan immediately after. He answered. He said, amazing idea. Run with it. So mm-hmm. that is how it was birthed. And um, it's obviously low budget. We take donations. A lot of, you know, some of the guests, they wouldn't say a lot, but I'd say more than 50% haven't donated um, to be on the show. You know, I've mm-hmm. got other people that I've sent out an official invite to, and they said, well, what, I have to pay? It's, no, it's a, it's, it's a donation, you know, and more people do not donate than the people that do. So, you know, that money is used now for the tapes and electricity, wear and tear on the camera. And if there's anything left, which to date there has not been anything left, um, we want to give it back to the community. But mm-hmm. um, David doesn't get paid for his editing time or filming time or setting up the set or opening up, you know, the center for us to film, and I don't get paid for what I do as a host. So it is purely just a feel-good show that wants to expose the stories of our guests and mm-hmm. that wants to be um, more positive um, instead of negative. There is one question I recently asked. I think it was Grandmaster Daryl Vidal. You mm-hmm. know, if there was anything in the community that we that you could change, what would it be? That is about as borderline of a question that I'm willing to ask on the world news because Mm -hmm. I really do want to focus on the positive benefits. There's always going to be that ego-driven so-called grandmaster, and uh, I don't want to focus on that. So, yeah, that's how it came to be, Justin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, me, me and you have a lot in common because I'm the same way. It's like, you know, I don't care if you're enemies with each other in the martial arts industry, but once once you hit my ring, that stuff is put aside for that 
30 minutes or to an hour, you know? Absolutely. I agree. So, yeah, because these stories are very important, and these stories are going to be out there even even after me and your time is finished. They're still going to be out there somewhere. No, absolutely they are. They're going to be carried on. It'll be our heritage and legacy, and also the legacy of our guests as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... It's very important that we're acting as historians and storytellers right now and, and making a permanent record. So it's very important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and before I wrap up the show, get ready to wrap up the show, Michelle. And, and I, I do apologize for this, but can you tell me, can you, can you tell me more about your martial arts style? Because like I've never heard of your style before, and it interests me. Um, I want to know more about your style of martial arts because, you know, I'm like, I've never heard of that style because I was sitting here, you know, listening to our promo today, and I'm like, I really need to get to the bottom of her style. (laughs) Well, you know, it's so funny. I feel like I've been talking so much this show, but, no, I absolutely will share. Um, I'm going to pull something up here because it just makes so much more sense um, for me to follow a guideline so I don't forget something. Um, so I was previously on Dynamic Dojo, um, to talk about my art and about myself and my training. And, um, let me find it here. So technically Lua, you wouldn't hear about Lua because Lua is an art that was kept very secret. And, um, in that secrecy, they, they kept it from the missionaries. So what you see Mm -hmm. in the ancient and contemporary hula dancing, which you think is all flowery and girls in cellophane skirts and coconut bras, is actually very very touristy. It's not the real, real hula where techniques and fighting were, and and also with weaponry, were concealed. If you were to look at the kahiko, which is the ancient hula, you'll see very seriousness. Rarely do they ever smile. Um, The hula dancer becomes what he or she is dancing um, uh, trying to portray, they become the volcano, they become that bird diving, they become that tree that's swaying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, very, very interesting stuff and keeping it secret within the, the dance. And so hula, um, lua is, uh, the word means toilet or two or duality. And, you know, if you were to walk into um, a Hawaiian person's house today and say, oh, I need to use the lua, you know, or where is your lua, it would mean I need to use your bathroom. Mm-hmm. What that means is back in the day behind the homes, in a very dark pit that's very, very deep, that is where you would um, bury your waste. And so, in, in you know, in correlating that to lua, the martial art, uh, essentially your waste is your opponent and you're burying, you're burying them straight down into that pit. So um, lua is done in a three-and-a-half-foot circumference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a very inciting, power striking. Once you we lay our hands, the hands generally do not come off. Um, your opponent is not walked down; they are not thrown. If they're thrown, it's they're thrown into the pit. So everything is done very close range. Uh, it was originally started by some Kahuna. It started as a um, healing art and uh, with hmm. medicines and um, massage. And using using wood to help massage out um, and keep the health of bodies. 
And so as that evolved, boxing and dirty fighting, which would be moko moko, which means anything goes, mm-hmm. um, they were introduced to this healing art, uh, as well as ho'oponopono, which means to make the spirit right. So anything metaphysical, taking care of past hurt, uh, mm-hmm. forgiving, um, developing one's um, discipline and thought process and what we allow in, allow in our minds. And then woodworking came in. So, of course, creating weapons, working with nature, uh, creating slingshots from braiding palm trunks and, mm-hmm. um, you know, learning how to fish and spearfish and climb trees and, you know, studying the trails, all of those things, making medicine, all of those things ended up becoming part of what would be today's Hawaiian warrior. So the part about Lua is um, when the boxing and the dirty fighting were introduced. That was then the foundation of Lua. And then it just continued to evolve. They are actually very organized. They attack in specific waves, usually 40 koa, which is a warrior. 40 koas would encircle um, the the enemy, uh, their opponents. And first would come, um, you know, the the spears. They're Mm -hmm. six plus feet long. They would rain down from the sky. Next would be um, slingshot to take a lot of them down. Uh, and then, of course, then you would have the regular bows that were six feet uh, or smaller, double sticks. Then you have the shark tooth weapons. And it would the weapons would get smaller as the waves would come in during the attack. And, you know, some of the lighter, smaller handheld shark tooth weapons would um, be held by some of the elderly uh, warriors, you know, that would go around and finish off the opponent that were laying there injured in the field or were on the cliff or in the water. Um, you know, the paddle is, is one of one of our uh, weapons also. So, you know, as the missionaries came, they suppressed Lua. Eventually, they suppressed Hula as well. So uh, it went underground. And uh, they weren't allowed to teach anyone, uh, including women, They only taught royalty, male royalty, Um, and there is a lot of evidence that proves that uh, only the best hula dancers were taught lua, which is contrary to what we think. You know, I think a lot of martial artists think, oh, God, that's so, they'll say gay, and it's actually not. To have mastery over your lower half and your upper half of your body, you know, it's quite a task to to get those two to work together, especially if they're moving in opposite directions. So to be a hula dancer isn't, you know, coconut bras and cellophane skirts. It's actually very serious stuff to have command over the physical body. Um, so, you know, that's something that they, that evidence, per, you know, is pointing to that, you know, lua practitioners and warriors actually learnt, knew the hula. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the background on on lua. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Very indigenous. You know, there's a lot of similarities to uh, any tribal type of people, you know, whether it's the South Pacific, the American Indians, the Aboriginals. I mean, there's something very similar to nature-focused fighting and using the metaphysical nature uh, to help evolve a warrior. So, yeah, that's that's the general basics of of Lua. That's amazing because... um, like back in slavery days, that's when capoeira was made, so that the the slaves would uh, disguise martial arts with dance because they weren't allowed and, to yes. learn to do martial arts and defend themselves. 
And that's very true. Very true. Wow. Um, Well, if the listeners would like any more information on this, uh, they can go to my Alohe, which means, you know, Grandmaster in Hawaiian. Alohe's website is www.oloohe.com. Oh, wow. And with that said, Michelle, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap wrap up the show. This has been... This has been great. I mean, it's it's been a little bit of everything, and uh, you know, it's 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 a sad thing that we didn't get our guest DJs in there, but we we tried, and um, as soon as Master Summers can speak without squeaking, um, I'd like to have him on the show. <laughs> oh, of course, and I told him we'll have him on as soon as he feels better, and hopefully, it's very soon. So this has turned into a buffet style uh, show tonight. <laughs> Oh, oh, a little oh, bit yeah, of everything. But, but can, can I tell you, can I tell you a quick funny story about Cliff? Yes. Uh, when I first met Cliff, uh, he he's he's a really nice guy and everything. And uh, but like when I first met Cliff, um, you know, me and him didn't really hit it off that great because like when I first met Cliff, he had walked up to me and got right up in my face. And uh, wow. just started, you know, just started talking to me. And I kind of took it rudely because I'm like, you know, why you got to get up all in my face? And, you know, <laughs> but once once I get to know Cliff, he's a pretty cool guy. And actually, his dad is like a brother to me, actually. But I, I just look back on it, you know, because it was funny because, you know, he gets right up in my face. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to get up in my face. You know, so, but we we laugh about it to this day, so, and and he tells people, don't get up in Justin's face, he'll tell you about it, so. Yeah, well, that's a funny story. Yeah, because I just thought, you know, because I'm the type, if you want to speak to me, all you got to do is say something to get my attention, you don't have to get right up in my face, so, and, and, one of my pet peeves, speaking of pet peeves, like, I hate when, like, my friends will try to use my wheelchair as a stool. And I'm like, excuse you, you're invading my space. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I do have my pet peeves, but, you know, who doesn't? So... Yeah, we all do. Well, this has been a great show. Thank you, Justin, and thank you all for listening tonight. Oh, absolutely. It's been it's been great, Michelle, and and, and maybe maybe I should come up with with a funny list of things that uh, disabled people might not like, you know, for people to do. Maybe I should come up with that for like the next show or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and. Uh, you know, uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Justin Harvey. And, Michelle, give out your handle, dear. Oh, well, it's Michelle Manu, M-A-N-U, on Facebook. And on Twitter, it's Kumu Manu, K-U-M-U, underscore M-A-N-U. Uh, absolutely. See you later, folks. Good night. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 